Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Welcome to Rock That Relationship. Today we are talking about the healing plan. And this is part of our series on healing after a breakup. And so today we're going to have a really interesting conversation about what a healing plan is. Does it work? Um, Tracy and I had really different experiences about how we've approached healing after breakups. And we're going to chat a little bit about what those differences were. We did have some things that crossed over a little bit that worked for us, but mostly our processes were really different and we're going to get a chance to explore that. So hopefully you all as our listeners can figure out Are there some things that we did or we didn't do that might work for you in the healing process? So let's get us started here and and talk about healing. I mean, after every breakup, there's some type of healing process. Some of them are shorter than others and longer than others. And, you know, we approach them probably very differently depending on what happened. But um, both of us have had, you know, enough uh, breakups. That's what makes us so much of experts to be able to do this great podcast is we're kind of proficient at breaking up or trying to heal that, you know, there are some things that just have worked and didn't work for us. So let me turn it over to Tracy. So when we talk about healing after a breakup, what has been your process for approaching healing? Has it been kind of more of an organized process? Like, planned out, like here are the things I'm going to intentionally do to heal, or is it more kind of just like a little bit more haphazard? Um, it's what I would call scattershot. I, um, I don't plan anything. I didn't plan a single thing and I just kind of do what comes to me. And I'd like to go back and just say, I'm not sure we're proficient at breakups, but we've been (laughs) through enough breakups that we've learned how to deal with them. Let's, let's say it that way. If we were to go through it in a time machine and we could go back and do our breakups again, we know more now. Yes. But if we were broken up with now, we'd be just as much of a hot mess as we were before. It's just how you, it's just how you get through it, how you manage to endure it. That really is important. And I think that that's what we're talking about is you're a planner. I'm not a planner. I'm very ADHD diagnosed and everything. And so I can't, I couldn't sit down to write like a plan out to save my life. And so it was amazing for me to watch you with your plan, which, you know, my process in this latest round of breakups, mine came six months after yours or eight, something like eight months after yours. And no, I couldn't get it together. I could not get it together to do what you did. Well, maybe, maybe not getting it together is part of your process, right? Is letting like the universe sort of unfold in front of you. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm a little type A. Well, I want to say a little type A. I, I, okay. So I'm very type A. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny because we're both Virgo. So I could say, well, I'm a Virgo and you're a Virgo too. So, but I had this, you know, this plan. At first I was just wallowing and just like, what in the world am I supposed to do? And, nah, nah, nah. and then I finally just sat down and said, all right. I'm going to write out a plan of everything that I'm going to try so that I can feel better. And I started listing things right and left things. Some of them I'd already done. I'd already tried. And I was like, well, I'll just put that on the healing plan and maybe keep Mm -hmm. doing it. And other things I added, like, I'm going to try this and see if it works. I mean, you know, going back to that idea where we've talked a lot about it, about intention, you know, being intentional about what you're doing. Well, is this just the last breakup or is this something you do every time? And like, I don't want you to have another breakup, but let's say you had one. Would you pull out this healing plan? Like, 
you know, was this just this yeah. last one? It, you know, it was just this last one. The the ones before that, I was like what you're saying, kind of like a Tasmanian devil hot mess, just, oh my goodness, head above water. Mm-hmm. And frankly, the healing plan for my most recent breakup has actually helped me heal from other breakups that I didn't mm-hmm. realize there were things that I had left unattended. And so, yeah, I am going to keep this. Not that I wish to be um, right. broken up with or, you know, ever again, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but um in the event that it does, I, I have this healing plan that I feel like in many ways worked for me. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure if it was, you know, in some sense, it was some of the items on the plan that worked, but part of it was just gaining control over my own life enough to say, here is how I am going to heal. Because during, you know, like after a breakup, especially if you're broken up with, or it ends in a kind of a sudden way, or it just feels like, um, for me, like I'm spinning out of control. Mm-hmm. And if I'm spinning out of control, the first thing I want to do is grab onto anything that feels like I can have control and being able to control my healing, which we know isn't really all that possible, did give me a sense of satisfaction. So the plan itself was healing, let alone the items making on the plan. plan. Yeah. Like right. making a plan, deciding a plan. that you were going to have a plan. Yeah. And then knowing that it was like a checklist and that I had a purpose, right? Like my purpose wasn't just to cry and eat ice cream. My purpose was to actually go through these items on the list, try them all out. And I could distract myself and focus on other things and work to heal. And I had a goal and it, that in and of itself, that process was healing. It didn't even matter what I put on there. I could have put like mow the lawn or something. And it's, and it would have just felt like I had a sense of control over my own healing. Well, it's interesting because you say like a breakup, you're spinning out of control. And I have the sense that it's like a free fall. Like, I feel like I'm just falling, like falling through space, you know? And so for me, I don't, I can't even grab onto anything. I feel like that's the difference, you know, like I'm just falling and I need to just keep falling until I finally hit the bottom. And for me, that's, you know, in this latest one took me 10 months, right. To be able to hit that bottom, to, to be able to close some doors and walk, like stand up and walk away. And I think that, you know, I watched you because I was present for this last one. And so strange because I didn't know you before. Right. Like mm-hmm. I met you the I think the day of or something right around that time. And it's very interesting to watch you because I, I wasn't in that place at that time. I was in a weird place of not having friends and trying to make community because I was, you know, recently divorced, not, not sad about the divorce, but sad about my life being so different, you know? Um, and you, you were very controlled. Like, I mean, I'm, it's interesting because we are both Virgos. I also am type A. I mean, I'm a lawyer, so I am somewhat type A, but you're very organized. You're an organized type A person. And, you know, as I watched you, I did say, you need to write this down. You need to put this in a book because it was mm-hmm. so, it was so interesting to see, you know, it, and I think it's so helpful. And I think at one time I said, like, this should be like a list of things that you need to do. Um, so did you like, I don't remember, did you put this stuff like in a spreadsheet? It's like every day you came up with something new that you were telling me <laughs> that you were going to do, you know? Yeah. Well, not only, well, yeah, I mean, I didn't put it in a spreadsheet, but I did put it in, in a Microsoft Word document, but in anyways, same, same, same thing. thing. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I had categories, so mm-hmm. categories of items too, that I, you know, like I had some categories like, 
Um, reclaiming space. That was a category. How was I going to go about reclaiming my physical space, my emotional space? How was I going to engage in personal growth? Um, how was I going to do energy healing? What was I going to focus on with my well-being? And I, and I came up with those items. Some of them I, I came up with ahead of time and said, these are things that I think are going to work just given what I know about myself. Like I'm an active and athletic person. I knew that doing a lot more fitness things or, you know, engaging Mm -hmm. in some kind of training was going to be helpful. So I put that on the list even before I tried it. Some of the things I just came across and I found that they were, I was like, oh, I'm going to try that. I never thought about trying that before, but I'm going to go ahead and do that and then see if it works and then, and then put it on my healing plan. And if it, continues to work, keep going back. And then if not, just leave it. When you say you came across, are you saying like you've Googled like what to do in a breakup or with this like on podcasts or like, how did these things come to you? Some of them were like things like suggestions from you Mm -hmm. and other people like, Oh, have you thought about doing this? And then others were things I Googled. Um, others were things that came up in books that I was reading podcasts I was reading or listening to. And, um, you know, some of them are really obvious. Like I knew things like I already had therapy on my list. Mm-hmm. And I had, uh, you know, a number of things that felt, you know, kind of obvious that I would do, um, cleanse my space, you know, maybe journal those things, but there were other things that I, ha- I really didn't kind of jump onto until later on in the, in the game. So like, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, um, I had been looking through the, the meetup app and I found, um, an opportunity to go to a like full moon labyrinth walk at the park. And they had like lit the whole thing up with all these twinkle lights and you have this mantra and you say the mantra out loud and then you walk around and you're supposed to like put the mantra out into the universe. And like, I I left and I was like, well, I just like walked around the park in silence with a bunch of strangers with this weird mantra in my head. And I I don't know what I was expecting to have happen Mm -hmm. from that, but nothing happened. So I was like, well, that was on the healing list because I came across it, but I didn't find Mm -hmm. it. It didn't, it didn't resonate with me enough to ever go back to another labyrinth again. I wonder if we did our own though. You know what I mean? Like Like if it was more geared towards like, like um, what we were talking about, like, if you were intentional about having that kind of thing and you were like, okay, this is dead. This is about breakups. This is about healing mm-hmm. and about being able to move forward. And it was more like, what was that one? What was the subject matter even? Like, what was the mantra? Do you remember? Yeah. The mantra was that I was going to get through this healing process. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't know, something quickly and effectively or something, you know, because so was that was my, like, right. that, that was my mission statement for my whole healing plan was that I was going to get through this because you know what? Being, you know, after a breakup, no matter if you're the breaker upper or not, it still just hurts. And I was like, I want the hurt to last as little time as possible. Therefore, if I have this plan, I'm going to be able to accelerate this so that I don't have to suffer. So I would go to, I I went to Reiki and she said, say a mantra. Mm -hmm. And it was the same mantra as the labyrinth. It was like, okay, I'm going to move through this, you know, quickly and effectively through this healing process. And so it was your own mantra that you came up with. Yeah, it was my own mantra. Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was like, was I trying to convince myself? Like, you know, what, what did the mantra serve? And so, you know, I mean, it was nice. That was a goal for my healing plan, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. that moving through my healing quickly is a goal that mm-hmm. I could really even achieve. I mean, I moved through the healing as fast as I moved through the healing. I mean, I just heal mm-hmm. when I heal, you know, and arguably we're all healing for a very, very long time after the initial sort of burn or pain or hurt subsides. 
we still continue to heal. I'm still healing from things from my own childhood and my adolescence. And so, you know, I, I think that's an important piece to remember is that, you know, sometimes we, we can't control things. And for me, my healing plan was a, an effort to try to control something mm-hmm. and while it was, it definitely had its downsides, right. With this idea that mm-hmm. I know I can't control something. It also gave me a sense of control in trying to control, um, which is sort of, a, yeah. And I think it did that. help you because you were like a busy little bee all the time um, with all your activities, you know what I mean? Because right. you would, as we know, like the healing you're sad and then you're, you're feeling good. And then you're plummeted back down to the depths and then you're, you know, back the next day feeling okay. And so it's, it really is, you have to be intentional about, I think just being busy, but being intentionally doing things or intentionally doing things to help move you forward. Like, right. You know, um, I mean, for me, that was always hiking. Right. Like even today I was just, it helps me work so much stuff out. And I was thinking, you know, I have this, um, Grand Canyon plan, a hike plan for the spring. And I was thinking, what did I want to think about it? You know, on that hike. Mm -hmm. And so I've already decided what I'm going to meditate on that whole day and, and why I've picked that certain weekend. So I think those things are important. It doesn't have to be like a written down plan, but when you're doing stuff, give it some meaning. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. have while you're doing the activity, you can also be trying to work through something, you know? Well, yeah. And I think it's interesting that, you know, you're not going to the Grand Canyon for a few months and the idea that you already kind of planned out how you're going to meaningfully use that time for your own self-awareness and self-growth that in and of itself is a plan. It is a healing plan. Right. It might not be healing from a breakup per se. It might be, you know, just your own growth. Well, this is a childhood wound that I need to heal. And, um, you know, I think I was thinking about it today. And, and of course, I'm always thinking of books I can write and then I never write them. Um, mm-hmm. But I was thinking about that because I'm going to do a lot of miles and I really want to be intentional. I really want to work this through so I can let these, this go, you know, and I did that with this last breakup. I feel like I know that it annoyed certain of my friends, perhaps or one of them, but like that I, <laughs> that I, I wallowed for so long, but I don't feel like it was wallowing and you were very kind. So I know that you put up with a lot, but um, it, I had to have that process. I had to have that. I had to have that ruminating. And even though I know we're not supposed to ruminate or speculate, like we do, and it was helpful for me. And it's, it's always helpful to have somebody to be able to go who understands and I know they get sick of it. So you have to be careful about how much you talk to people about something, but to say like, I just need to talk about this one more time or something. Right. Well, I mean, let me ask you though. I mean, you kind of have this plan for something you want to do with the Grand Canyon, but I do know having kind of been with you through this last breakup that, um, you know, you were really intentional about specific things that you did while not kind of clustering them into a plan per se. Like you, you know, I know you took up you know, really got more involved in pickleball and a few other things Mm -hmm. that you had done that were really intentional, but thinking about like a bigger picture would maybe having had a healing plan helped you where you kind of consolidate all these things and give a little bit more foresight on what you wanted to gain from the different things you were doing to help you through the process. Or do you think it would have been too confining? That's a very good question. And I think that that's what each person has to figure out. I think for me, it had been too confining. 
like so many things I find confining, but it, it could have been helpful. I mean, I probably modeled some of my stuff after you, but I, if I had a plan, if I had written down, I mean, maybe if I had a list and I could say, okay, you're, you're really flailing today or, you know, you're, you are wallowing, which I don't even think I really wallow that much because I get out and about and do stuff, but I get in my car and like, you know, listen to the same sad songs over and over. Um, could I have moved that forward? You know, like it's, it's all about this reframing your thoughts and stuff. And I think that plan, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't have the answer, but I think if I had tried it that way, it could have been helpful. But again, I feel like I, I healed in the right amount of time for me, you know, like the, the, what's that Goldilocks and the three bears, you know, like, I can't remember that. This one was just right. Right. Exactly. Um, Like, you know what I mean? Like one's too hot for me, but maybe it's perfect for you. One, you know, uh that's why it's so individual. It's like, here's the information that's out there and help yourself to what works for you and try something and then let it go. Try it, let it go. Try it, let it go. You know? Exactly. Well, I mean, and that, that goes to two things, right? As we're talking about intention, intentional with a bigger plan, saying how how I'm going to go about this process and intentional about the things you would maybe put on the plan and whether or not you had a plan didn't really, you know, in some ways matter because you were very intentional about the things you chose to engage in. And for me, I probably was just as intentional about the planning process as I was about Mm -hmm. the items that were on the plan. And, you know, you're right. Some things just, you know, some things I put on the plan or, you know, and tried and they just didn't work. Like I remember a lot of people were saying, you know, go get acupuncture. And I'd had acupuncture one other time. Um, Acupuncture is a, a wonderful healing tool for so many people. It made me very anxious laying there in a very vulnerable position because as you know, our listeners have probably figured out, I don't like being out of control. And mm-hmm. I found that the process of acupuncture was more stressful than it was valuable to me. Mm-hmm. And so while I put it on my list and I tried it and I did it twice, I was just like, I couldn't get over the, you know, being kind of trustworthy of laying there with needles poking out of me. I kept thinking, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to evacuate the building and I'm going to have all these needles and like, and, and I know that's kind of silly, but like for me, it was more stressful. So it was on the plan and guess what? It came right off the plan. Wait, was that the first time you'd ever had acupuncture in your life? No, I'd had it one other time, like 20 years before. Mm. And I kind of remembered having that anxiety. Mm. And then I thought, oh, well, you know, it's been a long time. I'll go try it again. And I went and I went one time and I was like, okay. And then the, she said, well, you know, this really works if you have it like a couple of times so that, you know, we can see, right. cause I was having some knee pain and I've been doing a lot of hiking and, um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll come back a second time. And I didn't really notice anything different with my knee pain. And I probably honestly did not go enough times to actually make a difference because I do hear amazing miracle stories from people who go to acupuncturists. But at the end of the day, it was just too stressful of an experience right. for me that it wasn't healing me. It was making me nervous right. and anxious. So I put it on the plan. I tried it, wrote it, you know, write it right off the plan. Well, that's good. That's knowing what you need. And, you know, it's interesting that you went to acupuncture for, I wasn't aware of that for emotional stuff. Like I've gone to, I, I swear by acupuncture has saved my, like, I mean, after mm-hmm. being hit by a car and everything, you know, the, the extreme amount of pain I was in acupuncture took that physical pain away, but I, I don't think I would ever use it for emotional stuff, but you, you like Reiki. I found that to be totally worthless. You oh, know, well, you, you called like, me afterwards and you're like, well, I slept through the whole thing. I'm like, well, okay. You, so it you wasn't it. worthless. 
I it's take like, it back. No, I it's had like a really going to a nap. movie and really sleeping through the nap. whole thing and saying I didn't like that movie. Like <laughs> I had a no, I take it back. It wasn't worthless. I had a great nap. It was like <laughs> the best. I was sound asleep. And like I have no fear. Like who knows what was happening in that room? I was like out, you know, totally uh-huh. out. So if anything, it did help you it. sleep if you <laughs> Well, I wouldn't go back. And I did we did do tarot cards together, which you'd already been doing tarot cards and I enjoyed the tarot cards, but not the lady with her pendulum swinging because I felt like she couldn't manipulate the tarot cards at all, but I felt like she could manipulate the the, the, pendulum. the pendulum. And I was yeah. distrustful of that because she would ask it a question and then sw- it'd swing one way. But I, you know, I was like watching her hand the whole time to see if she was manipulating <laughs> that. Whereas like with tarot cards, you turn the, you just shuffle the deck and turn the cards over. And that was oddly very accurate for me and for you, you know? Yeah. And that, and that worked and, you know, and it's like, just like your skepticism or distrust in the pendulum swinging, I held on with every, you know, ounce of energy I had to see which way this pendulum would swing. And so for me, that, that worked, right. Were there some things that, you know, that you tried that you said this worked initially, like one of the items that would normally be on like, what I would call my healing plan, like something on your you know, non-written down kind of healing process that worked at first, but then you just sort of grew out of it or it just wasn't as effective as it was at the initial onset of your breakup? Well, I think the pot, maybe like the podcasts about specific to breakups, you know, um, they were so, so, so helpful at first, but then I started to feel, okay, I need a little bit of a break, but I've gone back to them and I'd like to listen to them just anyway, because I've, you know, uh, girl crushes on some of those ladies and they're just so smart, you know, and they're so caring and they were so helpful to me during a really dark time of my life. But, um, no, I mean, therapy, you know, was crucial for me, obviously. And then, um, no, I mean, I don't know that I did anything that didn't work because pickleball just became a community for me of sport that I'm now very dedicated to and a community you know? So Mm -hmm. it's interesting. I had played pickleball before when I was married and everything before there was divorce was on the table. And then after the breakup, after the divorce, that pickleball saved me, as you know, because we Mm -hmm. played in the evenings and my God, if I hadn't had that pickleball to go to pretty much every night of the week, you know, to keep me from sitting at home and, and being sad but it turned into something completely different. It turned into a pretty much a, like I'm a dedicated pickleball player now, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I remember when you started going and you're like, I like pickleball. I'm good at pickleball. I'm doing it for recreation. I'm doing it to keep myself busy. I'm doing it for sport. And then what you found was that all of those things were true. And you made a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And really connected with people, which I know is important for you. So sometimes things that might be like an intentional healing effort may serve more than the purpose that we imagined. Like at first it's like, oh, I thought this was going to be the outcome. And then it's like, wow, it was so much more and healed mm-hmm. me on so many levels. And I've seen that with you and how important pickleball isn't just like you go and you play pickleball. You like go and experience pickleball for its entirety. Yeah. And the people there and the competitiveness. And for me, I'm just leveling up. So that makes a big difference. I did have an experience hiking the other day. You know, um, I like to time myself when I hike and I do run a lot of these trails and I 
you know, came upon a woman and I didn't want to scare her. So I told her I was coming and then we ended up talking and I thought, I'm, oh, I'm going to keep running. Like I got to go. But I was like, just talk to her for a minute. And we ended up finishing the hike together and she was so cool. And it was like, we talked about things that was so helpful just in a general sense. And now we're Facebook friends, of course. Of and course. it was, I was like, you know, just sometimes you've got to, you're doing the things the the running and hiking, the, the trail running is, is critical for me. Right. I need it. Mm-hmm. I cannot live without it probably. And yet I stopped that because I was like, okay, it's one day. I don't need to time myself every day. And maybe I'm enjoying this conversation with this woman. Um, so I should stay and talk to her, you know, and it turned out, you know, her daughter's a professional basketball player and a lesbian. And it was really cool. Like, you know, I was like, wow, had I just kept running and not slowed down, I would have missed a whole opportunity to connect with someone. And I feel like when you're in a breakup situation and you're trying to like get yourself out of that to heal, to go forward, connection with other people is, is vital. And you're, yeah. I mean, you, that's your kind of, if you want to say you have a mantra, I mean, that's what you do. You're like the meetup queen. Yeah. You know? well, I'm- and this is a perfect example of how you, again, you start with one thing you think is going to help you heal, like the hiking and the, the timing yourself. You and I are both really into, you know, kind of setting, setting fitness goals. And that was a, on my healing plan. And, but you're right. Sometimes those morph and change into other things. And, and you had an opportunity for connection, which may not have been necessarily a direct correlation with your, your breakup healing, but it's fulfilling in a sense where that particular activity results in way more than just setting some type of fitness goal. Now you are connecting with people just like pickleball. And I think that's the thing that's important is, you know, while I had this healing plan and I had items on my plan, some things worked, some things didn't, some things worked for a while and then stopped working and some things morphed into new things, Mm -hmm. right? Like, um, you know, certainly things around, um, you know, therapy, originally therapy was just, I see my counselor once a week and then it morphed into, wait, I need other types of therapy. And I saw a breakup Mm. coach. And so, you know, I was able to expand my definition of what therapy looked like for me. I didn't go into the healing plan thinking I was going to do that. But sometimes we have these kind of alternative, uh, you know, results that that happen or in addition to or instead of what we intended to. And those themselves for me, I allowed myself the ability to veer from my healing plan you know, one way or another, depending on kind of the the situation that presented itself to me. So, you know, as you're talking about stopping and talking on the trail with someone, you know, that's basically saying, okay, here, I'm just checking myself. What is it that I need right now? And right now I need to talk to this woman. I don't need to go running by and set yet another time for the same trail that I do almost every day. This is what I need. And so being able to assess that and choose your path for me, even though I had this very type A healing plan, that was really critical to say, this is going to morph and change as I go through the process. And and I have to be okay with that as much as I want to be in control of my healing. I have to be okay with the fact that my healing is going to keep changing as I go through the process. Well, so if you think of it like a path, right, you're, you're, you're on the path, like you're dedicated to, you know, walking this path, but there are like side paths. There's, there's, you know, mm-hmm. little paths going off of it. And I think if you take that time to explore those, you know, it gives you a much richer experience and can, yes, the path is really important and you've got an end goal and you want to get there, but sometimes you can uh, 
you know, deviate or take a little break or whatever, knowing you'll come back to that path, but that there could be something really valuable down the side path, you know? Yeah. Or the side path might lead you even somewhere better, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Right. So let me ask you this. What were the advantages and disadvantages of how you approached your healing? Maybe after your most recent breakup, what, what really worked about kind of a, how you, your process, not like the actual things that you did, but your process for going about healing, what, what worked and what, what didn't really work? I feel like it all worked because I'm really happy now. Right. (laughs) So like it worked, it took a while. It took a, maybe some people thought it took too long. I don't think so. I feel like it went just right. And I don't think there was anything that didn't work. I suppose people listening to me might've been like, Oh my God, we think she should move forward. I think there, yeah, there were times in which I thought, I'm not sure if something's working for you to move forward, but you were in your own time in your own space, right? Not Mm -hmm. according to my 44 point, by the way, 44 point healing plan. (laughs) Um, You were going at your own pace with your own things and your own process. Well, yeah. And that is something that I, I would like to talk about. I've told you about my, uh, best friend, you know, who has what she calls her speed processing. And she wanted me to get on her speed processing timeline. And she like takes it, looks at it, ties it up, puts it in the trash bag and throws it out. Like, and she wow. is done. I mean, she is fast. We've got to talk to her because, you know, it works for her. And she was always like, well, I'm the happiest person, you know, right. And I was like, well, good point. I can't argue with that, but That's I don't fun. know that I would be right. You are you've taken this and you've, you, you put it away. You're like that person. I'm done. I don't need to waste any more time on that person. Whereas me, I don't know if it's, it is about the other person, especially, you know, if you have the love for them still, but it's also about you and how, how did you invest so much in somebody that, and then it didn't work out. So I had to go through my process and I feel like the, where I am today, I'm really happy with what I did. I'm really happy that I didn't let anyone pressure me or rush me or anything like that. And, and like I've said, I was living all along. I wasn't, you know, it's not like I stayed in my bed ever, you know? Um, I never spent a day like wallowing in my bed. I mean, I was just sad, but I would call you while I was on my way to pick a ball or would listen to the sad songs afterwards. Or, you know, I would talk with people at a restaurant and cry my eyes out, but I was still out with people, you know what I mean? And And I've said this before about you, you helped me to really not self-isolate. And I think that is critical. Even while you're healing, you can be moving forward and doing other things. Or is that just the healing itself, you know? Right. Or is Is it the time? We've talked about that too. Like how much does time help? How much much does intention help? How much do other people help? How much does reframing help? It isn't just time. It is intention. And, you know, I'll bring up your mom's death, you know, watching you go through and process your mother's death. Like there's nothing that could have been done, right? Like it happened and she passed away and it's horribly tragic and you have to still live. Like we're here, we're here after a breakup. And to me, breakups feel a lot like death. It's like, you feel so just, I, I feel like it's just, you're, you're lost. You're, you're free falling, but we're still here and we don't, why we don't need to suffer, you know? And I think that you have to have people around you who can help you. And I think your experience of dealing with that loss is probably so different because you are so open to other people being there for you. Would you agree? 
Yeah. I feel like there were some things I just have put into my habits after the breakup that from the healing process that I've just naturally leaned on, you know, after my mom's death, it's certainly a different kind of a healing, but at the same way, there were some things I'm still, you know, doing therapy. I'm still, you know, choosing happiness and gratitude and those things that I know worked for me in my breakup healing. And they're helping me through this process with death. And, you know, there's certain things that are going to be different because it was, you know, a romantic relationship versus a parent's death, but there are some things that are the same. Some things that are the same. And, um, you know, there have been some feelings where I've felt out of control after my mom's death. And I'm remembering what that felt like similarly to a breakup feeling like out of control. Mm -hmm. Like, when am I going to feel better? I want to feel better. I want to feel better soon because I hate suffering and I hate feeling how horrible I feel. And, you know, part of it was, um, while I was doing all those things intentionally with my breakup healing plan to kind of get through the suffering quickly, I also knew that, you know, I couldn't, I didn't want to rush it to the point where, you know, I didn't feel what I needed to feel. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what they say, you know, feel until it's all been felt. So I didn't want to rush it and compartmentalize and all of a sudden be, you know, sticking things, you know, deep down in my psyche where they would come out later on. So, you know, trying to, you know, you have to move through it, right? Not around it, not over it. And and I had to move mm-hmm. through it. And I wanted to find out how, how could I move through it in a way that was just less painful. And so, you know, I, it's never going to be absent of pain, but there are, there were things that I've done for both situations that have simply helped, right? Not isolating myself, finding connection, still finding joy in the things that I'm doing, um, relishing memories that were, were good. I mean, it's certainly easier with someone who's passed than someone, you know, who you feel, you know, you were in a relationship with and are not mm-hmm. in one anymore, but they're still the same, right? You think of the good times. And so, you know, those things, those things do help, um, you know, and so it sounds like for you, you know, you had the process that you feel like you needed to have and it came you know, in some sense, the process was organic, but the things that you did during the process were, you know, intentional mm-hmm. and allowing to be, you know, kind of have some fluidity from that. Like, here's my intention, but I'm going to get even more out of it than I expected. And for me, I, I, the healing plan was great. As I mentioned before, it helped me feel like a sense of control when I was feeling out of control, which was really important for me, whether that was a real control or not, it probably was a false sense of it, but I felt mm-hmm. like I had more control. Um, but there were some disadvantages and I learned how to navigate those. Like, um, once I would write something down, I felt compelled to do it and try it over Mm. and over and over. And finally, I just had to like, let it go. Sometimes I had to say Mm -hmm. like, it's okay that this didn't work. Um, like there'd be, you know, there've been several books that I started, um, around like dealing with breakups or heartache or whatever. And, you know, even now I'm, you know, listening to a lot of books on grief, um, and, and death and things. And some of them just aren't resonating with me. And now I'm okay shutting them off and saying, I'm going to find something different. And before I was like, oh no, this is on the healing plan. If I don't do the whole thing, it's not completed and I don't get my check mark. Um, but now I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with listening to a podcast series and only picking the ones that I want to hear and not having to feel compelled to listen to every mm-hmm. episode ever recorded. Or I've gone to some events that were really really fulfilling. I used to go to this workshop series on all of these different things about picking a partner and attachment styles. And it was really interesting. And there's probably another 30 or 40 topics I hadn't gone to events about. And I just decided I didn't, that was done. I didn't need to go to mm-hmm. any of those. So, so I, the, the plan was good because it gave me a wide array of things to try. And, but then as long as I allowed myself to deviate from the plan, um, add to it, stop going and doing things on it. 
then the plan became way more useful. It was almost like the plan needed to be like this dynamic living and breathing entity rather than a very fixed document that I had to just refer to. Right. Well, and you can write it out on a list and then like, you know, highlight the ones you like or, you know, pick mm-hmm. these ones or, okay, I'll try this. And if it's not working, but honestly, I think the most important thing in healing from any kind of loss is you cannot shut yourself off. You just cannot. It's, it's so, that is terrible. It just, it's not good for anybody, even an introvert. Like, you know, you've got to have the people in your life who are willing to be there when you're crying, when you're sad and, and can listen to you over and over again. And I think to me, throughout everything I've been through in my life, that's the most important thing is having those friends, having those people, having my sisters be able to be able to listen, even when they mm-hmm. disagree and they say stuff that like, I'm like, can you not say that to me anymore? Because that's just, it's not, I get you're coming from a place where you're just like, you know, trying to help me, but it's not helping. Just listen to me or just hear mm-hmm. me. And I used to be awful at that, you know, especially right. having been a cop and a lawyer, do this, do this, do that and move on, do it. But I'm not like that anymore. And you know, that's come from a lifetime of enduring these things. Right. So I think having those people in your life who also understand that it helps all of us because today will be my time tomorrow, maybe your time, you know, next right. week, maybe our friend's time. And we all need to be there for each other. And I mean, I think that's the biggest lesson of all these things because one relationship ends, be it, be it death or be it a breakup, you still have all these other relationships in your life. And we have to remember that one relationship isn't our end all be all. It can't be. Yeah, Yeah, it can't be. Well, and you know, as you talk about this exact thing, not that I prioritized most important to the least important items on my healing plan, but I would like to mention out of my 44 items, number one is talk with friends, family, and anyone else who will listen Wow. That's number one. That is number one on my list. Yeah. See, not, not get advice. Nope, nope, nope. Right. You know, I mean, I would get recommendations. I'd be like, well, you could try this or you could try this. And I would add it to my healing plan. But the idea was that I wanted people to listen. And just like you, you know, I needed people to listen over and over. And, you know, it wasn't like, um, I wanted people to listen so that they could be filled in with new information. Cause sometimes people would say, well, you already told me this. And I would say, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to tell you this about a hundred more times because the mm-hmm. role of this communication is not for you to get new information about the mm-hmm. world. It's about you just listening to what I have to say. And for me, that I would probably say was the most important item on my entire healing plan hmm. that I that I listed. Oh my God. See, we've come to the same place. I know, right? Isn't that Our amazing? Virgo, That's... Type A inspired. Yeah. Hiking buddy, podcast co-host, kind of shared brain in some ways, right? Yeah. I mean, we came to the exact same place. I mean, that was the most important thing for both of us. And we didn't even talk about this before. So I find it very interesting because we do look at things so differently. We have, we have such a different approach to life. Um, you know, and the, the end all be all of it is all the sum of all the relationships all the relationships. Mm -hmm. That is the most important thing, you know, to me, or I think to you. And, and I really think should be for everybody because that's what makes life worth living is the richness of, 
connection with other people, you know? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we are, um, we are out of time. Another great conversation, um, about the healing plan. So really thinking about, you know, what is your process for healing and is it more, um, organic, um, or, you know, kind of haphazard or what do you call it? Scattershot. Is it more mm-hmm. kind of scattershot? Um, is it more definitive, like actually writing something down and sticking to it? Is it definitive and organic where you write it down, but then you deviate from it and you, you know, it kind of lives and breathes its own life. What is your plan for healing? And, you know, we can talk and we have talked and we'll continue to talk about the specific items that have worked for us in healing as, you know, we continue, you know, as you listen to other episodes in this series. But I think what's most important here is that understanding that your process for healing is just as important as the items and the the activities that you do to move towards healing. So how are you approaching that process? So think about that and, you know, keep that healing plan. If you decide to put one together, keep that healing plan handy because I, you know, I had no idea in my case that, you know, I have a healing plan for a breakup that's come really, you know, in handy for um, dealing with death. And so you never know Mm -hmm. the kind of healing you're going to need to do. And sometimes these things can really help. So uh, until we talk again, in another episode, make sure to go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.